Welcome back to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We truly believe you are made for more and have purpose in Christ. Here, everyone, all ages, backgrounds, and walks of life are welcome to dive into the Bible for godly insight on topics we all deal with to ultimately seek truth. Thank y'all so much for listening. Let's get this party started. Ladies, welcome back to Chosen Girls. Tell me about it. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. Thank you guys so much for joining in with us. Um, This is kind of an impromptu uh, podcast that we are inserting into some that we have already recorded Mm -hmm. just because we cannot ignore the world around us. Right. So, the, yeah, go ahead, Liz. <laughs> so many of you may have known, because we know a lot of our listeners are in the Middle Tennessee area, but a lot of you are also outside of the state. We love you all, too. So in case you haven't heard, we've had some tragic tornadoes rip through Middle Tennessee. Um, Sarah and I live right in the heart of Middle Tennessee. I live in Nashville, and that's where they began. And it's been just so incredible, the amount of damage that was done, but even more so how people have really shown up and shown out for the people of Tennessee. I mean, that's why we're called the volunteers. But we yes. really wanted to come on um, to tell me about it and really address that this is hard. It's hard for our communities. It's hard for our listeners. It's hard for the families that have lost their homes, possessions, and even loved ones in the midst of all of this. And we're all suffering together as a state. Um, but just as we are um, going through this hardship together, that it's important to stay focused on God and um, to make sure that we're lifting each other up as a as a godly community and a godly body. Yeah, and I think that that we just wanted to express to you guys that it's healthy and okay to be upfront with your feelings mm-hmm. about when disaster strikes, which is why we're calling this podcast "What to Do When Disaster Strikes," <laughs> um, because that truly is is what has happened to us here. Thankfully, Liz and I weren't directly um, mm-hmm. affected just very minor things. But I know my family in, in particular, their farm, they're not, not their home, but their farm is, is pretty much destroyed. Um, our friends in Putnam County, you know, there's people who have literally lost their lives. I'm not mm-hmm. sure of the count, but this isn't just a storm. This has been something that has literally changed family yeah. trees. This is This has been psychologically and physically very difficult to mm-hmm. deal with. So we wanted, as always, to just first come on here and say, we're here for you. We're praying for you. Yes. We're not ignoring this. Um, But two, it's okay to ask questions, I feel. Yeah. If you look throughout God's Word, Moses asked questions. Mary asked questions. Jonah asked questions. Yes. Like, everyone's David. Yes. We all got questions for God, and I'm sure that you've had questions for Him too. Yes, and I think we've all come to a part where we we ask so many questions because we do have a lack of understanding, and the question is, how are we actually coping and dealing with that? Yes. So first, we want you to know you're not alone in the questions. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in the whys. Um, I will never understand why, and I think we'll kind of go mm-hmm. crazy. Because Liz and I were just talking, it's so hard to balance. Like, we have seen so many miracles. Just for example, mm-hmm. the the path of the tornado literally came within maybe 30 yards of my little brother's back door. Like, my parents' bedroom. 
and when I pulled up to the scene, all I could do was cry and praise God that mm-hmm. my day could have been really different. Yeah. But then I look at people who did lose their family, and I'm like, I don't understand God, mm-hmm. why they lost and I didn't. And that makes me feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And that makes me have a lot of questions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just <laughs> laying it all out, <laughs> being transparent here. Um, but the thing is that I keep going back to my, my the verse in my mind about, you know, his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. Yeah. And and I think we will tr- go crazy trying to figure things out. And and yeah. another thing, I I know that this world is not perfect. It's full mm-hmm. of sin. Um, and people get into, did God cause this? Did God allow this? And I think that you will drive yourself crazy because one thing, Liz and I talked about personally, when everything around us is literally shaken, God is the only constant. Right. See, it's the only thing we can cling to. Yeah. And trying. Attempting to cling to anything else just kind of leads in disappointment, and usually in the grandest way. It does. Um, well, and the Word says every good and perfect gift comes from God. Amen. Every good and perfect gift. So I don't know the details of why do natural disasters happen? Why mm-hmm. does X, Y, or Z happen? Um, but I do know that Jesus did warn us that things would happen to us. Mm-hmm. So he didn't sugarcoat anything. We've talked about that before on here. Um, But we have to cling to him and trust him now more than ever. I think it's important that amidst anything bad that's going to happen, because everything isn't all roses, but can you imagine a life that was? Yes. Who would we glorify ourselves if everything was all good, if we never had tragedy or any of those things? We would only glorify ourselves and God would get none of the glory and why would, I mean, that's not fair to him. I mean, he gave up his only son and only for us to do what? That doesn't even make sense. I think it's so important that we remember to cling to God and that even what is seemingly bad in the moment isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. And that we have to count our blessings and search for the silver linings and say, God, you know, I pray that you bring me understanding, but even if you don't, I know that you are good. Yeah. And that we cling to the truth and to God's character and who he is. And, you know, we've just got to be real right now. I know that there's people listening right now who have experienced loss outside of this direct loss that Mm -hmm. we're referring to. And I'll be completely honest. Sometimes when I've experienced loss, loss, the last thing I want to hear is, God will bring something good out of this. Or this is a kicker line that really gets under my skin is everything happens for a reason. And I'm like, so are you telling me that God did this to me on purpose? Like, what are you telling mm-hmm. me? Um, I'm being just like super vulnerable with you guys, but I don't know any other way to be. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like everything doesn't happen for a reason. I feel like it can't happen for a reason because mm-hmm. I've seen specific battles that Satan has caused in my life mm-hmm. and God did not cause those. So like not everything happens for a reason, but God can make that happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Do you see what the word can does there? Like mm-hmm. he can make good out of it. Yeah. He can make a reason out of the pain. And for those of you who are, are experiencing like immediate loss, if you're mad at that, that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Tell God you're mad. He's not scared. Yeah. He's not going to be mad at you. He's not going to be upset. Take it out on you that you feel some kind of way. He yeah. gave you. He knows exactly what happened to you. He knows he can place every single head around your head. Be honest. I think that that's he. God allows a lot of healing to come 
when you were honest and vulnerable with him, just like you would be with yes. someone in your in your life. Because we're not going to be those Christians that get on here and they're like, just fake it till you make it. Like God's going to bring something good out of it. Like no offense to those Christians, but that's exhausting. And that seems impossible when you're in the middle of a battle. It literally is the most exhausting. I can't even imagine trying to do that. I mean, it's just kind of like, um, you know, doing that to me, just as a visual, it's like going to a ball and not necessarily a masquerade, but you get all dolled up and you get all dressed up and you can't wait to get home and put on regular clothes and take off your full face and makeup or just put on your comfy clothes and be yourself. Yes. And that's what, that's what that is. It's just putting on this giant facade and it's exhausting and it's, it's an exhaustion that flows over into everything else of your life. Yes. If you've ever had to go through either a loss or just, I mean, anything that impacts your life in that way, you find that it impacts your spirit and impacts your, just your joy sometimes and impacts how you deal with just the basic things like coming home to dirty dishes might cause you to sit and cry in your kitchen. And that's okay. It is okay. I think we have to stop pretending like it's not okay to feel things, even though we know that God is sovereign over it all. Yeah. Um, Let's real quick define the word sovereign, because I think that one of those Christian statements, another one that can really screw people up with their concept of God is the statement, God is in control. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I'm not a theologian. This is my opinion, so y'all can take it or leave it. This is not in the Bible, y'all. So I know that God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. Sovereign means supreme ruler. That's what that means. I know that God is over all. Mm -hmm. But He's given me free will. Mm -hmm. If I go, you know, jump in front of a car on purpose... God didn't cause that to happen. I chose for that to happen. So, like, I feel like, yes, God is sovereign, and I feel like He has control, but He's not controlling me all the time. Mm-hmm. I have to give that up to Him. We have we have a choice to make. We being, do have a choice. Being chosen, that's a, that's a choice, just like the other things that we choose to do. Yes. So, I think that, y'all, like, during times like this, we need to be careful. I know we want to give reasoning to things, but... Personally, you know, I lost one of my really good friends about five years ago and someone came up to me and they were like, God is in control. And I'm like, thanks for making me mad at God. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to be careful, you guys. And this wasn't even in our notes to talk about. So I know that this must be for someone. And I don't mean disrespect for anyone who uses terms like that. I believe that God has complete control. Yeah. But sometimes it's really dangerous to say to a friend. God is in control. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand all the logistics of that. Yeah. I don't understand the specifics of that. Mm -mm. I do believe that God is ultimate supreme. Yes. Has complete rule. However, there's also this funny thing called free will. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when it comes to just this tragedy that happens like this, um, I think it's just so important that we as just a community that... Check in on your people. Yes. You know, because even if something bad has happened, even with the tornadoes, if it's happened to you, if it hasn't, like I was just overwhelmed with the number of people that reached out and said, hey, are you alive? Are you okay? 
Yes, um, and to those of you who reached out on the Chosen Girl page, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, I think sometimes that we for, we we remember to check in kind of initially, but ladies, I just en- encourage you to to be diligent. Ask the Lord to for who you can pray for. Ask the Lord for who you can check in on. Um, because we're all experiencing something in our lives right now, and it can be really hard and difficult. And sometimes you can feel alone, even though you're not actually lonely. Yes. And so it's so. Sometimes it's just really important to, to, for someone to say, "Hey, I see you. I'm praying for you. You're not in this alone." And it, you don't have to say, "You know, I understand," because it's it's not always the truth that you understand. But sometimes it's just like, "Hey, I'm here for you. If you want to talk, sometimes just listening that can yes. do so much." And Liz, you said something earlier when we were talking, how are we called to respond? Yes, we are called to pray mm-hmm. because that, that moves heaven. That's amazing. That that reaches everlasting. So there was something else that you said that I think is so important to address, and that's to do something. Something. Like, don't just stand there. Yes. It's, it's kind of like if you're if a building's on fire, are you just going to stand there and watch it burn? Well, faith without works is dead. It is. Like, good deeds aren't going to get you into heaven. No. But God has called us to do what we can. Yes. Do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Yes. Like that's our that's our call. And so if you are in this area or if you are far away and you want to do something, you can, there are options. You can do more than pray. We just encourage you that you will reach, not just reaching out to people. That's something that you can do. Check in on them emotionally, spiritually. Make sure that your people are okay. If you can volunteer a time, that's fantastic. Yes. If you if you volunteer monetarily, that's also okay. But do something. And even in like not even natural disasters like we're going through right now, but like at home spiritual mm-hmm. disasters. It's really hard when you're going through something to feel like doing anything. Yes. Sometimes you just got to get up and do something. Mm-hmm. You got to go for a walk. Yeah. You can't always rely on other people to get you out of a funk. Yes. And we're actually interrupting your normal Chosen Girl programming. <laughs> um, with this episode, next week we already have one recorded, what to do when you're in a funk. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all know the word funk. Like, y'all know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, so that's going to resonate with somebody. So stay tuned for next week's episode. But this week we were praying we really didn't have a verse for what what do we do when we're asking God questions, when we're asking God why, when, when we're in the middle of a literal storm mm-hmm. and a disaster. And God just literally, maybe 15 minutes before we started recording, led us to the book of Habakkuk. And we don't typically read in Habakkuk. <laughs> no, it's such a short book. I mean, only three chapters. Yeah. But... Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Habakkuk's a prophet. Yeah. And Liz did some amazing research. We're going to link this YouTube video. What is it called, Liz? The story, the, uh, is it the Bible Story Project? If I remember Bible right. Project. Yeah, yes. The Bible Project. The Bible Project. It's a YouTube video that breaks down books of the Bible. And guys, this is amazing. Liz knew about this. I did not. So we're going to impart this wisdom upon you guys. But this is the only prophet book which prophets were people in the Old Testament who could directly speak with God. It mm-hmm. was a gift that those people had in that time before Jesus bridged the gap mm-hmm. for us all to be able to, you know, have conversation mm-hmm. and relationship with God. Um, so Habakkuk is the only prophet who heard from God but also talked back to God. And the word wasn't necessarily about anything to tell other people 
Habakkuk was just asking, like, God, what you doing? Yeah, for himself. He's just, this. he's like, this doesn't make sense. I, I, I don't have a clear understanding. God, help me out. And I think that's so real because we get there. Yes. And not just once. I feel like it happens all throughout our lifetime. Yes. So if you guys have time during your week, Habakkuk is literally three chapters. Mm-hmm. There's some language in there. We, we recommend finding a translation always that you, you feel comfortable reading. Um, but just right out the gate in verse 2 of chapter 1, Habakkuk says, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you, violence, but you don't save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? So he's just going through and just is like, God, why? Mm Why, why, why? And the thing that Liz and I loved about this book is this is literally going back and forth in sections from Habakkuk complaining and asking why. And then the very next section, section says the Lord answered. Mm-hmm. God will respond to you. He hears your cries. He's You're not being ignored by him. No. Just because you're not getting the response when or how or in the form that you want it. Um, God is not going to leave you hanging. He's, I mean, he's our heavenly father. It's just like, would your father refuse to respond back to you? Right. I think we have to remember that to just to also be patient and how he responds. But I love that he responds in such an auditory way. Yes. Um, and God responds. And I love how he responds, actually. And he says, um, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. Mm-hmm. And wow. so God is referring to the future. Mm-hmm. He's talking about something very specific that's going on in Habakkuk's life, which I think is amazing. And that's going on in culture and society around him. Mm-hmm. But God directs him to the future. He re- He directs him to hope. Yeah. And he's like, just wait. I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something. And y'all, I don't know what I don't know what God's doing sometimes. Um, I do know that I'm getting to the age where I can look back on certain things and I can see what God did with it, and that's a beautiful thing. Yes. I agree. And my question to myself is, do I trust God enough that even if I don't see what he's doing here on this earth, that even if I have to wait to see it until I'm with him in heaven one day, mm-hmm. do I still trust him? Yeah. And that's a really hard question we have to ask ourselves, guys. That's so true. Do we do we trust him even if we won't see it here? Mm-hmm. I think one of the, ver- the last, um, the final few verses in Habakkuk, and I'm reading out of the message version, And I think it's just a beautiful illustration, Um, starting in verse 17. Though the cherries, uh, the cherry trees don't blossom and the strawberries don't ripen, though the apples are worm-eaten and the wheat feels stunted, though the sheep pens are sheepless and the cattle barns empty, I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior God, counting on God's rule to prevail. I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm king of the mountain. Wow. There's so much peace and joy in remembering that this this world is not where we belong. Yes. Um, I always, I kind of laugh at my dad. We always listen to this old, like, gospel music. And there's this song, it's just like, oh, I've never been so homesick before. Yes, it, I know what you song know, you're talking about, you, girl. <laughs> if you're from the South, you probably heard that one yes. at every revival ever. But, you know, I think it's so beautiful that there this world will fail us. 
everything yes. will fail us but God. And you know what? Like, it's okay because we weren't meant to be here for forever. That's so true. And guys, we wanted to encourage you guys. It It is so easy to depend on people and jobs and circumstances mm-hmm. around us for our stability. And yes, God does send us amazing people and God does bless us with amazing jobs and homes and and all of the above. Mm-hmm. And those things are great. I'm not discounting any people in my personal life. But guys, at the end of the day, if you do not have a relationship with God, it's all for nothing. It's all for nothing. At the older I get, I'm just 25 years old. The older I get, I realize one day it's just me and God. Yeah. One day I'm going to stand before God. And give an account of my life. And one day, I, I mean, this world is so fleeting, guys. Like, you know, if my husband was gone, would I be okay? If Liz was gone, would I be okay? If my parents or or my home or my job, would I be okay with mm-hmm. just God? That's good. And that's getting real. Yeah. And I can't say I'm there yet, but I'm getting closer. <laughs> yeah. It's a, It's a journey. We're all on it. Yeah. We're all on it. And so we urge you guys, it's, it is impertinent that you have a relationship with God, not yes. because it's a rule, not because it's the churchy and Christian thing to do, but because it is what will save your life. Mm-hmm. It is the only foundation that will stand. You know, if you, if you have on shoelaces at this moment, I want you to look down at your feet and you have the little aglet. That's the little plastic piece at the end. Yes. If your life on this earth is that whole aglet, why are you so concerned with what happens there and not what happens afterwards? Wow. That's why we always encourage you to have a personal relationship with God. That's more than just the bare minimum of either listening to our podcast or going to church. That's you actually making a true investment. I mean, we invest in all these other things, right? Or with our time, with our money, with our attention. Why not invest in the rest of your shoelace that is eternity? And why not now? Like, if y'all, if at any time now there are people every day losing their lives, Mm -hmm. life is so fleeting, it is a vapor, it's time. Mm -hmm. So we urge you guys, like, y'all, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior in my living room when I was a little girl. I was not in church, and I'm a preacher's kid, y'all. Like... Mm -hmm. That I didn't go to an altar. I just said, God, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to come into my heart. Mm-hmm. And we don't get evangelistic here with stuff like that, but y'all life is too short not to. Right. If you need to rededicate, if you need to make new habits, any of that, today is your day. Mm-hmm. Call the friend, mend the fences, ask God the questions, be mad. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But at the end of the day, he's the only thing that will stand. Yeah. Girl, that's so good. I think that's all. Yeah. Ladies, we thank you guys so much for listening. We want to remind you that we have our Chosen Girl Bible study that is out now. Praise um, God. Yes, praise God. We've worked really hard on this, but it's a, it's a free resource. You can download it. We hope that you'll use it and utilize it to strengthen your relationship with God. We're so thankful that you've been along on this journey with us. We hope that um, wherever you are in your community or if you're here in Middle Tennessee or not, that you will choose to do something. Yes. Um, check in on your loved ones, check in on your friends, help your community, be an extension of, and just a, a 
proof of God's character and who he's, who he's made you to be. Yeah, this is the time to be the hands and feet. It's always the time to be the hands and feet. But Amen. we love you guys. We're praying for you. Um, let us know if we can pray for you in any specific way. Or if you're going through our Bible study, shoot us an email at info at thechosengirl.com. And we will see you guys back next week. And we're talking about being in a funk. That's right. See y'all next Tuesday. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our Chosen Girl community. Make sure you subscribe, screenshot, and even tag us on Instagram so we can share in the love with you guys. We love you. We are praying for you. And we truly believe that God has more for you. See you all next Tuesday.